What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Babbles Nonsense Podcast. I'm flying solo again today. If you just came from Lauren's podcast, we did mention a swap, but that did not happen. And I'll explain a little bit more later. So stay tuned. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode. I am going to lose my mind. (laughs) I don't know if I'm ever going to get this podcast off the table. If you followed me on Instagram, you will have noticed that I posted, I did two episodes. Super proud of those episodes. I was like, yes, I'm ahead of the game for once. Nah, it's Monday night, podcast released tomorrow, and I'm like, fuck it, hated all that shit, because I listened to the first five minutes of it. I typically don't listen to them, but for whatever reason here lately, I've been just more in my head about the podcast episodes, and here we are. It's it, it's just it's just not for me. <laughs> Anyways, you are probably here from Lauren's podcast, Real Talk with Rhyme and Reason, and we had mentioned doing a swap. And on her episode, we said to come over here and you would see or hear the rest of the podcast episode. I apologize. That's not happening. I, again, listened back and I was not happy with it, meaning I sounded like a rabid rabbit. I was talking so fast and over Lauren multiple times, which I do anyways. That's just what I do on my podcast. And I was like, Lauren, we have to redo this. I didn't have it just didn't seem intentful, in my opinion. So I'm redoing it the night before the podcast released. And here we are. And I've recorded it 5 million quadrillion times because I hate the way I sound. I hate what I'm saying. It's like there's just ugh, I don't know. And it comes back to like, I don't want to offend anybody. Um, It's not like I have a huge following or listening. But you just don't, it's not like you're trying to offend anyone. Anyways, I digress. That's, that's neither here nor there. I've just spent two minutes talking about nothing. Welcome (laughs) to the Babbles Nonsense podcast. We are talking about dating in 2022 and 2023 today. Um, It's going to be a short and sweet episode for you. Kind of my perspective on dating, since that's kind of what I'm about. I'm not necessarily quote unquote dating currently. I just really figured out the streets are not for me. <laughs> it's just not. Um, I'm, I don't know. I think I'm an old soul. I think I'm a geriatric patient. I don't know. Let's just go ahead and just rip the bandaid off and dive on in. Sorry if I offend anyone that it's not the intent, but let's just dive on in. So first off, <laughs> dating with intention. No one is dating with intention anymore. And I have realized that the older I get, like I'm 35 now, just had a birthday. I just realized that no one is dating with intention. We get on these dating apps like, you know, you swipe right. I think it's right on on based on what people look like, which I, I, I completely get. We have to be somewhat attracted to someone before we go on a date with them, right? And with that being said, like we swipe right on them. We don't really read their profile. We're like, oh, you're attractive, you know, without again, reading their profile. So what are they into? What are they like? You know, there's certain apps that say, do you want children? Do you want to be married? Or have you been married? What what are your thoughts on these things? And I think that the next time I do get on an online dating profile, if I ever get on an online dating profile, I'm just going to put it straight in my, my bio, what my intentions are. And I'll just, I'll be honest, I'm not 100% sure that I knew what my dating intentions were until recently. Like, 
I can say, for example, I was asked after a date, like, hey, what's your intentions? And I just, you know, like, well, I don't know. I don't know you. Like, I just met you. And, but I think it's important. I think it's important to go into a date, like, with an intention. There's, there's difference in intentions and expectations, right? Like, you expect certain things. They're not your, they're your non-negotiables. Like, respect, you know. Um, if someone's obviously not respectful for you, respectful to you, you're going to leave the end of story. That's just what you're going to do. Or you're going to end the date one. So you have your expectations for a date, which are non-negotiables and you can set them low or high depending on where you are in your life. And then there's intention. What are my intentions? And I think that's where we fail is because we don't get clear with ourselves before we start dating. And I think the problem with that is that you're bringing your baggage and your micro traumas from your, you know, childhood that no one wants to talk about, but we're going to dive into in just a little bit. Um, we bring that onto the date and everyone's like, well, it's just a date. What does it matter? Well, it does matter. What if that other person has readied themselves? They're like, let, let's just picture perfect world. The other person you're going on a date with me included, you know, we're going on a date with someone and they have readied themselves for a long-term committed relationship, whether that be marriage or not, they've readied themselves for that. They've done all the appropriate steps. They have searched within themselves. They've figured out what they want. They figured out what they don't want, whether that be going through therapy or not, but they took those appropriate steps. And then you or me as that person going on the date, we haven't done that work. So we go on this date blindfully not knowing what we want, whether we want a relationship, whether we want a friendship, or whether we want a hookup. And we go on this date with this person who has readied themselves. That is harmful to them because maybe they really, you know, spark an attraction to you or I, and we're not ready. And so when they spark that attraction, then that puts through them through an emotional turmoil if we have it regardless if it's the first date or not. Uh, well, that's why we should, <laughs> I say that lightly. Um, if it's the first date, I think it's easier if someone, regardless of the connection, if you're like, hey, I can tell that you're looking for a relationship, or even if we were to blatantly ask, like, hey, what are your intentions? Meaning, and you clarify yourself, what are your intentions here? Do you want a relationship? Do you want a friendship? Do you want to hook up? Because this is what I'm looking for. And I think when those things are said out loud on the date, that's where it becomes clear. Because if someone who has readied themselves for a long-term committed relationship, and then they're going on a date with someone who's like, eh, I don't really want that in my life. I've been through that. I think that that sets a conversation up, right? Like, okay, well, then we don't need to continue this. And then there's no harm, no foul. No feelings are involved. It's the first date. And I think that's where we all take a misstep because we just think it's a date, right? Like no harm, no foul. Um, it's free dinner. Um, it's great conversation. It's a human connection because as humans, we, we crave that connection. So, so why not? And I just, I just think that we should all just start dating more with intention and ready yourself for what you want. Or even if you haven't readied yourself, just be honest on the date. Just say, hey. I'm here, just got out of divorce, not looking for a long-term committed relationship. I'm just looking for a great conversation for a friend. Just be honest. But the reason why we don't is because, in my opinion, 
men won't do that with women because it may decrease the hookup chance. Because if a man was honest with a woman and said, hey, I'm not looking for anything. I, I just want a conversation. I just maybe if we if we happen to hook up, we hook up, then that decreases that chance. And I could be wrong. And same for women. Women women are out here wanting to hook up too. I'm not I'm not putting that past anyone. But anyways, that's that's where I think that the dating game for me anyways is where I don't enter it. <laughs> I don't know if I know what my intentions are. I've been going to therapy. I'm trying to work on it. We'll figure it out. The next thing that I want to talk about is once you are in the dating game, like let's say you date someone, you, you like them, then the game starts. <laughs> and what the game I mean is the game, the chase, cat and mouse. Chasing and pursuing. I just, I mean, I get it in the beginning. It's fun. It's exciting. But after about one, two months, I don't need to be doing that no more. I don't need to be worried about like, can I double text you, triple text you, text you right away? Like, I, trust me, I get it in the beginning. It, it gives that allure, you know, and it gives that, I don't know what it's like, hunter instinct, I guess, where you're bringing that out. I just don't need it to continue for a long amount of time. I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't say not a busy person. Like I am busy when I'm busy, but if I have time, I'm going to message you back. If I'm sitting there at my computer desk, searching through charts and a text pops up. Yes. Technically I'm busy. I'm working. I'm searching through charts. I could look at your name and just put it back down. But if I'm interested in you, I'm going to pick it up. And I'm going to message right back. That's just something I do with friends, family, anybody. Everyone knows if I don't respond back pretty quickly, then I might be dead. You might need to check on me. But I'm just, again, that's why I hate dating. It's not for me. I don't like the game. I don't like the chase. Um, I get it at the beginning, but somewhere it's got to stop. You know, like when does the game stop? And anyways, going into the micro traumas, what I spoke about earlier, we all have them based on our parental relationships. So like what kind of parental relationship did you have? You can look back. Was it very loving and affectionate? Because if so, you may have a healthy response. You may give love and affection or you may accept love and affection. Well, was it abusive, whether that be physically, emotionally or sexually? If it was physical, obviously that's going to play a part going into the dating world. If it's emotional or sexual, sorry, emotional or sexual, emotional abuse where someone tells you you're ugly, you're fat, you don't amount to anything, you're going to take those insecurities into the dating world and you're going to you're going to seek out people to validate those insecurities like please tell me I'm pretty, please tell me I'm good enough. And you're going to go on into dates and on to dates thinking if I get this person, it's going to validate my insecurity and it never does. Let's just be honest. If it's a sexual abuse, you may have issues with true sexual desires and so forth. And let's see, what else? What other kind of parental? If they, you know, or I don't know, there's a lot of parental, like look it up, Google it. I did. I I can't think of it right now off the top of my head. But there's also the aspect that men were told or taught not to be emotional creatures. Like, don't cry. Don't show your emotions. Don't speak about what you're feeling. And that did a lot of disservice, especially into a lot of relationships. Because if you can't cry and you can't express your emotion, that is the point of a relationship is to express your emotion 
onto the other person so that you can ebb and flow so that when someone's weak, someone can be strong, vice versa. If you're feeling a certain way, how is somebody supposed to know if you don't voice that? And I know I'm talking about relationships right now, but we're talking about dating. But anyways, it can go either way in a dating situation or not. Like express what you want and how you're feeling. Otherwise, the other person won't know. And it creates a lot of turmoil, fights, and resentment for no reason. So dig deep into how you were raised in microtraumas and look that up. I really highly recommend it. But on to the next topic. (laughs) So going into dating with a mask on, we all do it. You all want to be, you know, this perfect representation of yourself. You dress your best, you look your best, you know, you put makeup on whether you wear makeup or not, you brush your hair whether you brush your hair or not. Um, We just go into this relationship with or relation dating with a with a mask on. Like on your first date, that's the the impression you want to give. And then slowly over time, if you continue to date this person, end up in a relationship with this person, it does fade. Maybe that person who wore the makeup and brushed their hair and looked very presentable on your first, second, third, fourth, fifth date, all of a sudden now comes out in baggy sweats, hair in a bun, never wears makeup, never showers. <laughs> Am I talking about myself? Who could be too sure? But <laughs> um, there's this mask of perfection that we bring on a first date, not 100%, like they say first, you know, first impressions are everything. And 100% continue to do that. But I think that's where people who have been married a long time, and I have talked to them, whether they be my patient in the ER or whatever, you know, the question is, is like, what makes your marriage successful? And every single time I'm told, date your spouse, date the person you're dating, always show up as your best version of yourself. Guys, we will never be the perfect version of ourselves. But if you strive to be the perfect version of yourself for you and not for anyone else, because that is your intention for you, it will be a longstanding thing if that's what your intentions are. I digress. I'm just saying we have to show up for ourselves. We have to be 100% perfect for us, for no one else. And that perfection can change over time. Your intentions can change over time. Your expectations can change over time. That's why that's all about relationships where this is about dating and I keep intertwining the two because maybe subconsciously I do want a relationship. I, again, have not figured that out with my therapist because I keep going after men who are emotionally unavailable. So what does that say about me? Is that my childhood micro traumas or is that because I'm, you know, kind of unemotionally available? I don't know. We're trying to figure that out. But what me and Lauren had said on the podcast that I previously deleted was that We are both, her and I, are in love with honesty and vulnerability. We are loyal to the truth. And whether that truth is hard or not, whether it be dating or not, friendships or not, platonic or not, we are loyal to the truth. So that honesty and vulnerability that you bring to the table, I think is what I'm attracted to. And if it's not there, I can see through it. And if that's what you bring in your mask or your persona to the date, and that's what I'm like attracted to, and then by date seven, it's not there, I have the right to change. I'm not attracted to this. We all do. We all have, we all have the right to change what we are attracted to and not. Now, if you're 15 years in a marriage, don't highly suggest that. Get a therapist. Talk to your spouse. <laughs> I'm not here to give relation or marriage advice. I'm just saying, um, without joking and, you know, joking aside, um, 
just be honest, be vulnerable, be your true authentic self, show up, show up for you, show up for them. And I just think it will be a beautiful thing. I don't think that there's a wrong or right way to do anything. I just think that again, going back from going back to the first thing I was talking about dating with intention, if we just all date with intention and know clearly what we want, just say that out loud and date the same like-minded people that want the same thing as you, you're not going to run into these issues, period, point blank, end of story. (laughs) But anywho, that is all I have for today. That is what was on my mind, what I've been thinking about, what me and Lauren kind of talked about. Again, we dived into Ace Metaphor. If you have not followed him on Instagram or looked up his reels or TikToks, definitely highly recommend. We'll dive into that a little bit more because they are hilarious. And just to get people's different perspectives is the way to go on that. We will re-record that episode. I promise it will come up. But until next time, guys, thanks for sticking with me on this rambling episode. It was like the 50th time I recorded it. And if I listen back to it, you're not going to get an episode. So I'm not going to do that. Anywho, bye.